0: What's up, everybody? You're back with another episode of our Sunday Scaries Talk Talk, where Dan and I detail the macro minute. We go into Jerome Powell and the Fed releasing the 7.5% inflation numbers. Uh, we give our overall opinions on that and the looming situation that's going on in Russia right now, how that will affect the stock market, overall inflation, et cetera, et cetera. And then we take a deep dive into Marathon Digital, the leader and largest market cap company in the Bitcoin mining sector. Uh, so we go in and give our opinions on the overall sector of the company as a whole, uh, give you our classic bullish and bearish thesis of the company, and uh, we tell you what what our overall thoughts are. So be sure to tune in, and yeah, let's get into it. But bef- but before we get into it, the Sunday Scary Stock Talk is brought to you by Green Candle Investments. Both Dan and Brandon, the co-host, are expressing their opinions and the opinions do not express the overall view of Green Candle Investments. Everything that we say here should not be taken as financial advice. We are by no means experts or anything like that. So if you want to invest in any of these companies, please do your own research, do your own due diligence, due diligence, and don't listen to a couple guys that are extremely hungover. And recording and talking about the stock market be sure to tune in as we get into the rip Whoosh.
1: what's up we are back with another episode of sunday scary stock talk it is sunday february 13th day before valentine's day 2022
0: what's going on brandon you know i I'm uh my life is in shambles right now. I uh we're recording a little later than normal. I drove back from Nashville. Um, was hanging out with Dan last weekend. We went to the Nashville Big Corners meetup and everything. And uh I got home late and I needed some caffeine and everything. And I slept in for probably the longest I've slept in in, in almost a year. So I, I woke up like 12:30. So um I'm waking up, I'm getting there, I'm powering through content. You know, you can't coach this kind of effort. And yeah, I mean, here I am.
1: We've got the Super Bowl tonight, too, which is like, so we got to figure out which or uh, are on top of doing everything else we're doing, which is putting the newsletter out, doing this podcast. We have to figure out which shit coin is going to have the coolest commercial and it's going to pump the most. Um, so
0: or or the the best line. Life's too short to bet the under. So uh, yeah, financial advice. But <laughs> yeah. I don't have right, any. That's, <coughs> I don't have any money give me on the a game. Super Bowl call. Give me your call.
1: Oh man, I don't. I so full disclosure. I didn't put any money on the game. Made a good amount of money on the on the UFC fights last night. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll put something on. I think if I'm doing it, I'm going Bengals. Last time I looked at the line, it was Bengals plus four. I don't know. I could see it. I could see the Bengals coming away with with a Super Bowl here.
0: Uh yeah, I feel like a lot of people are on the Bengals. Like the whole country, I feel like is rooting for the Bengals over the Rams. Uh because the Rams just kind of went all in and bought everything. Like they bought Von Miller, Odell Beckham, whatever. So I'll be the first to congratulate the Los Angeles Rams on the Super Bowl title.
1: My problem is there I'm from go. I'm from Cleveland, right? So it's hard to root for another Ohio team. Uh that like it's hard, it's hard, but you know, I don't know. I don't like the Rams, so. Maybe yeah, I'll maybe I'll throw a bit of money on the, maybe I'll throw a little money on the Bengals. We'll see. There you go. I get a few All beers right, in. Well, let's get into it. I, I never make those decisions lightly. I always have to have a few beers in me before, uh, before I put the money in. So we'll see. I'll, I'll get a few deep and then it'll be a game time decision.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, let's get into it. So we've had a lot of uh, macro stuff that happened within the past uh, week or so. So, um, we're going to be giving our macro minute, then we're going to go into one of the companies uh, in the Bitcoin mining se- sector today, uh, Marathon Digital Holdings. I probably saw it in the title of the video, title of the podcast, what have you. So um, first, the macro minute. We had a lot a lot of stuff going on, like I mentioned earlier, uh, on Thursday, uh, what was the date? I don't know, Thursday, maybe the 8th, not the 8th, but 9th, 10th, something like that. Um, they came out with the latest inflation numbers saying that uh, inflation in the United States, uh, you know, the CPI number was seven and a half percent, the largest amount in over 40 years. So uh, obviously heavy, heavy inflation um, going on. Uh, just give me your overall thoughts on the number released. And uh, yeah, I guess so the state of affairs.
1: Yeah, it's not surprising to me. I mean, I don't all these people have been saying that it was, you know, look, like it went from this is transitory to it's not as transitory as we thought it was to headlines from major news news outlets in the U.S. saying why inflation is actually a good thing, right? Like this is all this. None of this is surprising to me. They're continuing to try to pass uh, multi-trillion and multi-billion-dollar bills. Um, I mean, the money printer's still on man it's like rates are still down near zero they're not expecting to raise rates until next month we'll see if they actually do uh but with things pending the way they're pending in europe especially in russia and the ukraine like would anybody be surprised if they started pushing this other narrative where it's like well we can't we can't crash the economy and go into a war at the same time so like it's i don't know man i i don't expect this thing to slow down at all i really don't
0: yeah, so um, I, I definitely agree with you here on the inflation stuff. I don't think that they're going to raise rates. I've kind of been pretty adamant that I that I think they're going to find any way possible to avoid raising rates. You um, know, I have mentioned this before. It's like a midterm election year, too, in the United States. Um, so with this and, and Russia kind of looming, uh, a pending war over there, I don't know if you want to kind of give the overarching view of what that is uh, or the situation over there after this, but... Um, yeah, like inflation is just affecting every aspect of your life. Uh, you know, we, we kind of mentioned it on our other podcast, uh, State of Bitcoin, so you guys should check that out, uh, that inflation is, you know, causing massive amounts of rent increase, um, you know, food prices increasing, everything, you know, to live is basically increasing in price. I filled up my gas tank the other day. Uh, on the way back from Nashville, and uh, I had to pay three dollars and fifty cents for uh, a gallon of gas, which is you know well over a dollar and fifty cents more than it was like a few years ago. So um, it's just going through the roof. Uh, everything's getting more expensive, and uh, that means like the overhaul uh, capex is getting expensive for more companies, but the stock prices aren't really reflecting that. You know, the the stock prices are just. Uh, you know, kind of shooting up and having massive amounts of growth. And it seems like every time more and more money is printed, these stocks just, you know, go up way more than than the average year. So I think we mentioned it before, but the average um, S&P 500 is like, I I believe it goes up like uh, uh, anywhere from like nine to 11%. And I want to say in like 2020, it was up 23% uh, in a year where the economy shut down and everything like that. Um, So the overall investing economy and investing realm in the stock market now has been very inflated. uh, You know, with all the shutdowns and everything like that, there's no way that the average company, the 500 biggest companies averaged a 23% growth in 2020, with the economy shutting down. And I think that that trend is just going to continue. So I would be very cautious getting into the stock market, obviously, like. You know not financial advice, but you need to have very good con- strong conviction on, on the companies that you hold and uh you know their underlying business. Do you think it's sustainable? Um, you know, why are you investing in it? And I think the overall thesis of why you're investing in various companies is, is important now more than ever because uh, like we're kind of saying, there's there's a lot of uncertainty in the macro environment going forward. Inflation's at you know highs of you know, that we've ever seen in our lifetime. And uh, there's also a a looming war and a looming situation going over on in Russia. So those situations can kind of negatively, uh, you know, inflate or, you know, maybe positively if you're benefiting from it, but those can uh, manipulate the market a little bit more than, uh, you know, just a normal time where we're Economy is kind of booming. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Russia? What's the kind of situation developing over there, and uh, how do you think that that could potentially affect the stock market?
1: Yeah, tough to say. I'm in, by no means a uh, you know political science major or anything like that, but it it seems to me from everybody I've talked to, it seems to me like we like the U.S. is kind of pushing a narrative, wh- whereas a lot of people in Europe aren't too concerned about it. Like I know the president of the Ukraine has said that. We're basically like the US media is basically overhyping this situation that they've been dealing with the same kind of behavior from Russia for 10, the last 10 years or so, that uh, that we're just making a bigger deal out of it than is otherwise necessary. And it's strange, man. I, mean, I think, unfortunately, we're in a position now in the US where we have to immediately question ulterior motives when the media starts pushing something heavily. I mean, it's a really unfortunate situation. I don't go to these outlets for news anymore. I just don't trust them. They're happy to feed you narratives like why 7.5% inflation is a good thing Uh, when it's absolutely terrible, especially terrible. You and I talk about this all the time. It's especially terrible for the middle and lower classes in our country. They're the ones that really have to bite the bullet here because they're the ones that don't have any invested assets. So if you've been in the stock market for the last two years, like your net worth is going up and you can go to a bank and get out a bigger loan because you can say, like, you know, this is, look at all this money that I've got. Um, Well, the people that don't have any money to invest. This is, this is, these are the people that are going to get hit the hardest when inflation goes up into the double digits. And by the way, it's the seven and a half percent, that's an absolute joke. We're way over seven and a half percent. You mentioned gas prices, look at home prices, look at rents. The, uh, it's insane. It's not seven and a half percent. It's well over seven and a half percent. People know this, uh, but the media will continue to feed you these lies about it. So as far as Russia goes, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, uh, I'm really not sure, which is a scary thing to think about like, uh, you know, especially as someone with family members who who serve uh, in the military, it's like, man, (laughs) it's a scary thing to think about that they might just be getting sent overseas really for no reason. Um, So I hope, I hope that everything there uh, resolves peacefully and I hope that we don't stick our nose where it doesn't belong. Um, That's just my personal opinion on the matter. But as far as it goes for investing, I mean, I, again, we've been saying this all along. It's 2022. It's a mid-year. It's midterm election year. Uh, maybe the Fed will go up, you know, 25 basis points or something. Go take us up to 0.5 uh, for interest rate. We'll see what happens to the economy. It'll, or the the stock market will probably take a 10 to 15 percent haircut. They'll freak out about it and they'll bring it back down towards zero. That's my. That's what I think will happen. I don't see them doing the the four rates uh four rate hikes, which is kind of what they hinted at. Um, I don't see that happening. Maybe in 2023, it'll happen, but I don't see it happening this year. Not yeah, advice, exactly. not not um, none of that's advice.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely Yeah, you know, we're by no means experts or anything like that. But we're just kind of, uh you know, giving everybody our thoughts on the overall macro situation. Um Because I think in the short term, it depends how what, what your investing outlook is, right. So I think like, you know, Dan's hit uh, your situation is kind of unique. You're trying to save for a house. And I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, especially around our age group, are, are definitely trying to do that. And it's just not sustainable to put it in a savings account, high yield savings account, whatever. You're not making enough money to kind of combat the overall, uh, you know, the, the rise in housing prices, right? So people aren't getting a seven and a half percent raise. Right, and that's the reported number, and inflation's going up by well, well more, so more and more young people are either going to have to rent if they want to live in a desirable place or you know buy a house well, well far out of the suburbs, you know, maybe like an hour outside of major cities and things like that so uh it's really gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out um you know, like, like you mentioned before, inflation kind of affects the lower and middle class, uh, a ton more. So if you guys have any of those friends, yeah, I definitely encourage you to, to open up the conversation about investing, um, you know, whether it's just simply on index funds or something like that, uh, because you know, the inflation and the the financial future of the nation is going to, uh, you know, depend on the individuals just getting together and becoming educated on what is going on. And, uh, how they can help themselves personally, because, uh, you know, as a nation to thrive, we need all the individuals to kind of thrive as well. So, um, I guess that, that's all I got in the macro minute. If you got anything else, um, you know, feel free to butt in, but if not, then we can jump right into marathon digital.
1: I'll add one thing that we can go into marathon. It's crazy to think that over the last year, your portfolio could have been down 5%, could have been down 7% and you'd still be outperforming the U S dollar. Like it would still have been, you'd you'd have a better store of value being down 7% in the stock market than had you just held the US dollar in your bank account where it's being hit by inflation at 7.5%. So, you know, these are all things to think about. A lot of people say get into the stock market because you get compound annual growth and all of these things, which is all true. And, uh, but it's all, it's just crazy to think that we're at a point now where if your portfolio is at 7%, like it's. You're basically just countering inflation, <laughs> you know? um, so it's important to keep these inflation numbers in mind. This is why we're constantly looking at it. You know, your money is good as a, as purchasing power, like that's what it's there for. And so, if they keep printing money the way that they've been doing, they're just adding, they're adding more of this. They're they're ruining your purchasing power. So keep that stuff in mind. All right, let's jump into a marathon here.
0: All right. So like we mentioned before, we're looking at Marathon Digital or we're taking a deep dive into it. Uh, It's one of the largest, I believe it's the largest in market cap of the Bitcoin miners uh, currently in space. So it's like a developing industry, developing sector and all that. We actually did a deep dive into the sector as a whole last week. So um, if you missed that or if you're curious on some of the things that we're going in and taking a dive into. um, then uh feel free to go back and, and listen to our last week pod. Um but yeah marathon digital one of the biggest uh they essentially use uh you know various uh computers and machines to mine bitcoin um so yeah that's just I guess the overarching business of their of their company um and so right now uh at the time of this recording uh, the stock price is trading at $26.93 um with a market cap of about billion billion. billy. So like he mentioned uh, last week that the overall um, sector is just growing rapidly, right? There's more and more Bitcoin adoption, more and more use cases for Bitcoin, more and more people using Bitcoin and like the Lightning Network and things like that, and more companies building on it. Um, And if that's the case, you know, there's going to be some Bitcoin miners that are needed uh, to help this industry thriving. And I think that, Uh, there's going to be a few big, big winners in this and marathon digital, you know, we'll, we're, we're breaking it down. So we'll give your opinions on the end to see whether or not, um, we think if that's going to be one of the winners, but, uh, because of all this rapid growth of the industry, you're seeing rapid growth within their financials as well. Um, their revenue compared to last quarter, even. So this is based on their Q3 results of 2021, uh, and Q2, um, Uh, Compared to Q2, their revenue increased 76%. So within three months, a three-month period, uh, their revenue increased to 76%. And uh, compared to last year, it's 6,091% to $51.7 So although the company still is not making any money, their revenue is growing drastically and at a very, very rapid pace. Um, I believe we said last year that the overall Bitcoin uh, mining market was I want to say it was like 15 billion um, with a B. And so, you know, they're obviously scooping up more of that market share. And uh, yeah, so from there, they, they also produced uh, 1,252 uh, Bitcoin from their self-mined. And that's almost double from what they did in the previous quarter at 654. So they're starting to figure this out. They're starting to figure out how to mine my, more and more Bitcoins. They're acquiring more machines um, and everything like that um so overall very rapid growth and uh from q2 to q3 even uh the company is rapidly rapidly growing so um we're going to get into a little bit of our bullish and bearish thesis here so uh dan why don't you go ahead and go give us the bullish thesis and i'll go and try to i guess combat you a little bit on the bearish thesis and then we'll give our overall opinions on the company
1: Sure. Also, just say this. Uh, so, on Marathon's Digital Holdings website, they release monthly reports. A lot of these mining companies do this, which I love about the industry. Uh, it's a little different than companies that just put out quarterlies. And so, if you're interested in these companies, you can go and just check out their their monthlies too. So, here's uh, as of February first, 2022, uh, Marathon produced 462.1 self mined Bitcoin during January. So, during the previous month, that's an 816 percent increase from what they mined in uh, January, 2021. So over 800% year-over-year increase in the, uh, the amount of Bitcoin that they mined. Uh, as of February 1st, again, uh, Marathon had increased its total Bitcoin holdings to approximately 8,595 Bitcoin. That has a fair market value of uh, just under $331 million. So that's absolutely awesome. And then their existing mining fleet, which I believe is approximately 133,000 mining rigs. Um, oh wait, here. Oh, I'm seeing something different here.
0: Oh, there we go. This is just like just as prime content here. We're looking it up as we're going through. Well, no. So, uh, I, so I'm seeing, I mean, there is a lot of. I'm seeing there conf- is a lot of information about these companies, you know. So. Uh, well, I'm just seeing. So I'm,
1: see, I'm seeing a little like uh, just a little. Conf- Conflicting info. Oh, this is why. So by mid 2022, they expect to have all 133.1, uh, all 133,000 miners deployed. Okay. So I'm seeing this. All right. So for, forget this last point that I'm making, but uh, their, their projected hash rate is basically through the roof into 2023 and 2024. So um, check out those monthlies and you can get a good idea of like what their hash rate is how many Bitcoin they're producing, how many Bitcoin they're holding, all things that last week we said were key metrics in this industry. So go back, read last week's newsletter, check out our pod. We identify several key things that we think are important for these companies. And most of these companies have like a monthly report where they announce those things. So always good stuff to look at. All right, let me jump into the uh, bullish thesis here. So the three points that I have are that Marathon has an opportunity to become kind of a first mover in this industry. Still a relatively young industry, and Marathon is huge. They've shown over the last two years, especially, that they're willing to put money into growing their operation, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about. They've got a massive growth potential, and they're obviously willing to spend the money. That's my second point. Uh, in fact, last, last month in December, they announced that they're purchasing an additional seven, 78,000 S9 miners from Bitmain. Uh, that deal is worth approximately 879 Million dollars. Those miners are set to be distributed to uh, to Marathon throughout 2022. I begin. The, I I believe they begin uh, sending those to Marathon in July, and they're going to receive about 13,000 mining rigs per month all the way through December. By early 2023, they expect to have 199,000 miners fully operational, and that would increase their. Hash rate by nearly 600% from current levels to approximately 23.3 exahashes per second. That would be absolutely huge. Like you think they're producing Bitcoin now, wait until that happens. My last point is that there's positive news on the regulatory stability in the US, which is where they operate out of. They've got a major uh, mining center in Montana, and another one I believe is opening up in Texas. These are two states that are very bullish on Bitcoin. They've got senators who have expressed Interest in making uh, or adopting positive regulatory stances toward these companies. So I'm really bullish on that. We still have to wait and see. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's progressing uh, uh, from a regulatory perspective, but I love in the US that they're operating in states um, that are bullish on Bitcoin. So we'll see. I mean, there could be some federal stuff that happens that makes me a little more bearish, but at the moment, you know, Montana and Texas, I don't think you could ask for two better states for a Bitcoin mining company to be in. So that's kind of what I have for the bullish.
0: All right. Well, now I will give you a little bit of the the bear's thesis. Um, so I'll kind of combat you on the uh, the I guess the regulation. Uh, so you said you know they're in two states that's that are fairly friendly for to Bitcoin miners, and that's true. You know, um, the United States as a whole is is kind of uh, not really rejected, um, and they kind of have more of a stable government. But we've seen uh, you know previously countries like China and now Kazakhstan, making it very difficult for Bitcoin miners. Um, So, uh, you know, being based in one country kind of, uh, you know, might not be the best situation. I kind of like to see some of these Bitcoin miners jumping all over the place, having a, you know, a place in the United States, maybe in Canada and and some other places and being diversified. So they're not centralized in one area where they're, you know, required to uh, just, they're basically at will to the to the regular regulators there um so there is that kind of uh situation and then there's also you know the, the regulations in the united states um you know marathon might need to have to find something where they're using renewable energy to um where they're using renewable energy uh to to mine the bitcoin uh because there's there is that popular esg narrative in the united states at least where um Bitcoin mining uses too much energy, yada, yada, yada. Um, we're both Bitcoin guys, and so uh you know through and through, I believe that that's not really the case, but um, the regulators who aren't necessarily educated on the topic or anything like that, they might need to uh they might need to to change or just do something to kind of please them, um, which isn't always uh the greatest thing, especially when uh you know you're investing in a company that could be um you know, polarized or changed by uh, some regular regulators. Uh, the other point I have uh, is that there's, there's a lot of reliance on mining and rig manufacturers. Uh, so they don't currently develop any of their own chips or any of their own computers or anything like that. And so we've seen a big drastic uh, issue with supply chain. Um, and there was also a chip shortage. I think we're kind of crawling our way out of it right now. But um, because of all that, Bitcoin miners might be one of the first ones that kind of get, get hit because, you know, they, they, they could claim that they need chips for you know, other things like cars or, or something else to kind of help with it. The overall economy and, and make Bitcoin a little bit more secondary. Um, there are big companies getting into the mix, like Intel which is nice. So you're seeing a lot of these larger companies kind of get into the area of Bitcoin mining, developing chips and things like that. Um, We even have Block, who's uh, starting to develop, I I believe, like home miners, but that's for another time. Uh, So um, all these companies are kind of getting into it, but uh, they're also at the whim of these other companies for developing Bitcoin miners. So they have a lot of capital and uh, they can, you know, purchase a lot of these miners. um, But you know, also at the same time, they're, they're kind of relying on like third-party companies, which might not be the best situation. Um, and then there's also, you know, a lot of uh, major companies that can enter in to this Bitcoin mining realm. Of course, Marathon Digital has a leg up because they've already started doing it. And that's kind of the basis of their company. And, uh, you know, at the beginning, I think successful companies are very like narrowly focused, right? So a company that... Uh, you know, like Intel, for example, I don't think that they're necessarily getting into Bitcoin mining or they're going to keep any of these Bitcoin uh, miners, but they might, uh, you know, you never know, they might. And so if they do, um, they're kind of moving away from their core business of developing chips. uh, And then they might look at Bitcoin mining as like, uh, you know, maybe something secondary. And if that's the case, uh, you know, it might hurt Intel as a whole, but they're such a large business and such a large company that they could come in and kind of put it as a secondary option and and hire a bunch of people. And, uh, they have the capital to do that to kind of squash some of these little guys that are just coming into the market, uh, or not coming into them, just coming into the market, but just kind of starting out. Um, so currently marathon doesn't make any money. Uh, they actually lose, lose a little bit of money, but, uh, it's all being developed and pushed into their company. So, uh, you hope that the growth can, can sustain and that they can, you know, start to mine more and more Bitcoin and that, uh, you know, that helps their overall business. And then the last negative point, um, obviously, Dan and I are both Bitcoin guys um, and we believe in the industry, we believe in the technology and all that. Uh, but there is also the point where, you know, if you're an investor in the stock market and you don't understand Bitcoin mining or you don't understand Bitcoin um, mining in a, or investing in a Bitcoin miner just doesn't really make sense to you, because if you believe Bitcoin is going to fail, then, you know, why would you invest inside a company that's basically their overall arching business is surrounding Bitcoin? Um, but uh, the one point that I'll, I'll kind of combat on that right now is that in order for the Bitcoin um, you know, network to work, there needs to be miners. So uh, as long as Bitcoin's around, there will be Bitcoin mining companies, and there will be uh, this industry. So, um, you know, it really depends on, on how you view all that. Dan, what's your overall thoughts on uh, Marathon Digital as a company? And uh, yeah, are you uh, going to be looking into it a little bit more? You think that uh, this is a company you might invest in? Uh, go ahead. Mike's all yours.
1: Yeah, uh I'm not currently an investor. I do invest in uh several other Bitcoin mining companies. There's really you know, like the ones I invest in are people that I've heard talk on interviews and things and I just I like their leadership. Um and I just haven't heard that much out of marathons, but you know, as I'm looking into it, it's definitely something I'm interested in. I will say this about the regulation stuff too. So they're opening a, a new facility in Texas uh that will house, at least in their short-term plan, will house 73,000 miners uh, and it will be 100% carbon neutral. The other thing is by mid-2022, they expect that all 133,000 of their miners will be deployed and that they'll be mining um, with operations that are 70% carbon neutral. So I think if you're looking at it from this ESG perspective, which I despise, um, but if you are looking at it from that perspective, I think they're probably doing enough to address the political concerns that come with the ESG narrative. Like, like, I don't know if any of these companies legitimately think that they need to be doing these things, Um, but at the very least, they're showing that they can do that. So I think that's bullish for me from a regulatory perspective on Marathon. Again, I could care less where they're getting their energy from, Um, but I think they're at least considering that when it comes to regulations. And this kind of goes back to my first mover thing too. It's like one of the benefits of being a first mover is that you're, you're an established company. You've got the, the liaisons with DC, those kinds of things. And you know, you get a little bit bit more uh, lobbying power, I I suppose, uh, which like it or hate it, it's part of the game. So I like it, man. I I like marathon. I'm bullish on the sector as a whole. Um, So yeah, I could, I could definitely can see myself uh, putting some money into it again not advice and i don't currently hold it but yeah i I like it i like i like marathon
0: yeah i mean it's definitely so like i stated at the beginning it's the biggest holder or the biggest market cap of any of the bitcoin miners um uh, right now um and so uh yeah i agree with your points uh i'm i'm bullish overall in the sector uh i currently hold wgmi the bitcoin mining etf which i believe has some marathon in its holdings um and so I guess technically in some roundabout way, I am a holder. Um, but uh I unless I have that those holdings wrong, uh, which, which very much could be the case. But uh yeah, I, I agree with you. I think like, you know, being one of the first movers and being this the big dog in a, a small pond right now uh, is very beneficial for marathon. And I think that they're moving towards like the regulations. The only one thing I'd like to see is like maybe diversifying um out of the United States and, and kind of trying to join a, a, a you know, decentralized and in, in uh, their company and and have a few branches all over the, the globe. But uh, other than that, I think it's a very strong uh, and growing company. And, you know, just based on the financials and the numbers, it's growing very rapidly. Um, and so because of that, uh, You know, it's definitely a positive outlook for the stock and, and everything going forward. And, you know, overall, I'm just bullish on Bitcoin as a whole. So I think there's going to be some winners and losers in here. And I think uh, Marathon could definitely be one of the winners, Uh, but obviously not financial advice.
1: I'm looking at WGMI. So they've updated their holdings as of February 11th, which is Friday. Uh I thought, Brandon, when they launched, I thought Marathon was up there but it's not even in their top 10 anymore. It's still, uh, AMD it's Argo it's bit farms, bit digital. Uh, where's marathon man, HUD eight, just HUD eight is just above it. It's it's marathon is number 13 on their list of holdings. Uh, and that's
0: interesting. So, uh, so they do have, they have HUD eight in their, uh, top, 15 I guess because yeah. like before uh, it wasn't in their top 10 or is it in their uh
1: it's in hud 8 now is 12 it looks like um yeah so it's 12 I'm trying to figure out how these things are
0: yeah so in their top 10 holdings now? when they first when they first launched marathon digital was number uh nine so oh. um so I guess they they sold some of their Marathon Digital and moved it down in their holding percentage um, because yeah before it was 4% of the overall holdings. But uh, that's interesting. Uh, it's definitely something to keep track of, especially because this ETF just launched and they're already changing their holdings within like less than a week. So uh, maybe they know something a little bit more that, that we don't.
1: Oh, no, 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 uh, no. This is my fault. This is my fault. I had it. This is my fault. Let's go to shares. I had it sort. I had it sort. I had it sorted the wrong way. Okay, so we, now,
0: you can't coach this kind of content. We all, we you know, our brains are kind of mush on Sundays. We're all, uh, you know, going going hard during the weekend. We're cranking out content, doing all that kind of stuff for. Us. So okay, uh, so here you go. So if yeah. you
1: go by if you go by weight percentage, weight, uh, it it is in there. It's number one, two, three, four, five. It's number six. So it is still okay.
0: So the- yeah. They might have, uh, and then they they increased their holdings from the last time because it was at nine um, with 4% of their overall weight. So a positive sign if an ETF that, you know, is researching every single one of these companies uh, or at least all the publicly available companies uh, and putting them in an ETF, uh, it's encouraging to see that they're increasing the holdings. So um, yeah, uh, overall bullish on the sector, bullish on marathon, not financial advice, of course. Um, but yeah, I like it overall. Um, any last uh closing remarks on Marathon Digital or Bitcoin mining?
1: No, I mean, I think we're we're gonna go through a couple more companies. I think we'll do um maybe HUD 8 and farms, and maybe we should throw in another one with uh, with WGMI because when we when we put out last week's WGMI hadn't launched yet, hadn't even been approved, and then it got approved and launched immediately. So uh maybe we'll add that as kind of a broad, broad exposure type stock opportunity. Um and yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll probably end up going through the ETF at some point in time. I would imagine maybe at the end, we'll do the in- individual companies. And if any of these don't sound appealing, but you're still bullish on the sector, uh, you should definitely give the WGMI a look. Uh obviously Dan and I are both holders, so not financial advice, and I want to you know preface all that stuff that Uh, Do your own research and everything like that. But uh, yeah, this is it for the Sunday Scary Stock Talk. Uh, So we hope you enjoyed our episode. Subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Like, give us a review and uh, let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think of everything. Uh, We're getting more and more content based around the stock and, and Bitcoin stuff. So right now we do two newsletters a week. Monday, we release a stock breakdown. Uh, so, kind of going through the things that we talked about today, but slightly more in depth with uh, some of the numbers and a couple of sentences on our uh, bullish embarrassed thesis. Um, and then uh, we release this podcast, obviously. And then uh, Tuesday night, we do a live uh, Twitter spaces on our Twitter at Green Candle IT. So, follow us there. Uh, we started at eight p m Eastern. You can bring a stock and we can uh, argue about it a little bit. Uh, we usually talk about like the overall stock market, um, what kind of companies are we're looking at and, and et cetera, et cetera. and then uh, Friday, we release a bunch of bitcoin related content Friday morning. Uh, we release our podcast and video um, called the uh, State of Bitcoin. Um, so give us a check uh, check us out there. At podcast players are on our YouTube channel. And then we also um, do a Twitter spaces uh, along with our newsletter. So our Twitter spaces is at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. And that's our world famous Bitcoin happy hour where we come with a group of people and kind of talk about the macro and uh, overall Bitcoin ethos and uh, state of Bitcoin. Um, so, yeah, subscribe to the newsletter at GreenCandleInvestments.substack.com. Follow us on Twitter at GreenCandleIT or Instagram. Um you can find the link to our bio or in our bio of the newsletter there. Um and then yeah, follow the host at B 1010 at PVO underscore Dan. You can find our uh personal handles within our green candle uh bio. Anything else that I'm missing?
1: No, I think that's it. Follow us on Twitter. That's our... where you're gonna get the most up-to-date info at Green Candle IT.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Bing bong.